Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I had the do a red carpet thing for Kimmel uh, when Battleship opened. Oh, yeah. Did you know how big he was, Liam Neeson? He's huge. He's like six foot four. He's huge. David. Football. Football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 81 of the Dave Damashek Football Program. Available as always on iTunes and at Dave Damashek. .nfl.com, and uh, seated to my immediate right, as always, ready to break it all down, football and otherwise, from NFL.com and NFL Network, it's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. How are we? I'm doing well. How are you? Swell. You're looking uh, positively summery in your... Emerald green golf shirt. Yes, sir. Do you play the golf? I never. We've never. We've never about talked that. about this. I don't play a lot. Like I used. To, I for a couple of years uh, when I was working for the Orange County Register and I worked nights, so it afforded me the opportunity to really go after golf and play every day and like work on a handicap. But at one point, you're just like, what am I doing? Like this is. What am I really working for? I don't think I'm going to be on the seniors tour. So now I play like a par thirty around the corner, a place called Bixby Knowles. Par three. It's a par thirty, but yeah, there's oh. there's a couple of par fours. They yeah. should do that. They should make a whole. They should instead of a par three. That's a good idea. That's what they call thinking outside the box. They should just be one big hole. It should be a par thirty. <laughs> That'd be a different sort of thing. Just it just keeps going and going. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You know, it'd be like it. a uh, like a sleep album. Just one song, thirty nine minutes <laughs> of Stoner Hesher goodness. <laughs> Called Jerusalem, by the way. Who is uh, who is in Studio sixty six with the actually uh, broadcast worthy voice? How rude of me! Well, well, well. If it isn't Matt Money Smith uh, from one of the. Uh, one of the great uh, sports radio shows in all the land, certainly the gold standard here in Los Angeles, the Petros and Money Show on uh, Fox Sports Radio. Also, of course, the uh, the main man on the NFL Fantasy Live show, at least during the week. It's, uh, like I say, Matt Money-Smith. How are we, fella? I'm well. Thanks for having me. Sure. And, you know, you're, you're, you're talking about golf, and I know why he why he mentioned this, because he's. He, I, I'm just going to beat you to the punch. I'm going to self-report. You know, we did a physical challenge. Where where Damashek and I had a chip off mm-hmm. at the end of a uh, of a Friday Fantasy Live production, and mm-hmm. I failed miserably. And I'll tell you, 
Sheck had a nice little short game going that day. I still have the goods. I, I, yeah, I, I, I nice think little I've, short game going that day. I played. I, I think I've played golf literally once in the last decade, and yet it just doesn't go away. No, I, the short game returns. I, I might. You know, I am. You know, Bo Jackson, Deion Sanders, some <laughs> other name, Michael Jordan to a lesser extent. I'm a great two sport athlete. In you know, I, I I could be a great golfer, and um, of course, my Connect Four deeds. Of course, connect you know, four, huh? People know. Oh, you're, you're not you're not familiar. Now, oh, hold on. Connect four. Connect four. You think you're pretty special in connect four? I mean, the the right. three straight championships I won in the mid '90s do all the talking I need. On this year, uh, July 31st, at approximately 10:52 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time, I challenge you to a connect four off at the Dave and Buster's in Orange, California, where they have. I'm not kidding you, Shaq. A I'm going to say 60-foot diagonal Connect 4 digital board that we can go head-to-head for all the Dave & Busters to see. Now, the pressure may get to you. It's not a tiny little game piece. No, no, no. This is the big time. I I mean, I wish I could do that, but, uh, I mean, obviously you don't know. I don't know how this is possible as somebody who covers sports for a living, (laughs) but I retired from competitive four some years ago. Well, Well, listen. And you've got to maintain that retired status. It's a retirement. He's actually suspended. Oh, the no, commissioner is no, trying no, to no. keep don't, it on the hush hush. Don't try to don't try to get the rumor <laughs> mill churning on this one, right? No, what it was was well, you know back in '94, I claimed the first title, and you know of course it's always nice. It was the first time that we had conducted a proper championship um, event, and I won it, and so my name goes into the record books, sort of like the Green Bay Packers. You, you can never take away the first title in a sport. And then the next year, I came back and did it again. Okay. Now I'm elevated to a different level, and the, there's a new standard for all who come behind me then because now I put two in a row together. They say the second's the hardest. Yeah. And then when <laughs> I get three, once I hit three, now I join the pantheon of all-time sure. great dynasties. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I Along felt— Along with uh, Jonas Grabowski, the legendary trouble player. Back in the day, I mean that guy could do the Popomatic. <laughs> I <laughs> like feel you're mocking business. me, but I won't stand for it. <laughs> After I had done three, I felt like, listen, I have nothing left to prove in the sport. It's given me a great deal, more than I could ever say, and I owe it to the sport to let it go. You know, I mean, I, it was causing me at some point some physical and emotional um, distress. No, the stress, but fatigue, and it was starting to set in, and I didn't want to diminish my accomplishments or injure the sport by carrying on like Brett Favre did. He went to, you know, I didn't want to be one of those guys. Well, I wanted that, to go out like Koufax. That opened the door for little Susie Wagner, the third grader that just dominated uh, the sport. If, if you like to if you like to mock <laughs> me, then uh, your I would like you. I would like you to go down. I, I'd be more than happy to, if you want to play, uh, you know, I, I'll play recreational for any time. I still, I still just, take pleasure in well, the Well, it game. won't be a sanctioned event. You know, it'll just be us. A couple guys hanging out at the Dave & Buster's, drinking domestic beer, and then walking over to the Connect Four throwing some of the special needs kids off of it. <laughs> now, I, now I'm almost certain you're mocking me. All right, black tie behind the glass. Um, we're going to do it's – a, it's a sort of a busy week here because uh, I leave towards the end of it to, uh, to, to beautiful Canton, Ohio, to uh, watch the gold jackets get put on some fellas. And um, so looking forward to that trip. And we have Marcus Allen coming up. He's in the Hall of Fame. And yes. So we'll we'll yap with him later in the week. So be on the lookout for that podcast. In the meantime, why don't we I, we, we we set up a lot of things? I want to get to our movie actor streak. We got I got to update you on that. Some great uh, some great tweets 
from you, the listener, and uh, we'll do that. But why don't we do – we haven't done the blacklist in a couple weeks here. Why don't we rectify that right now? Hello, Black Tiger. How's it going? Money, great to have you on the show. I've been trying to get money on for a while now. Well, I appreciate it. I just <laughs> He's make so sure. hard to find. Yeah. Before we get into this, I do want to say, because Black Tie, you are a uh, a, a lover of, of the football, soccer. Money, you are too. I am. The beautiful game. Well, let me tell you something. I've been catching heat on Twitter, and you can drop me a line at Damashek, but more importantly, drop Adam Rank a line at Adam Rank. You, I, I, listen, you shot your mouth off last week, and right. now I'm getting berated by people because you decided, like an ugly American, to say, oh, if we if we called off the NFL season for one year and said, let's send our best athletes from the NFL that's over not, there, they that's, could win the World Cup of soccer. They could win little, the World Cup. Chris Johnson, LeBron James, I mean, not LeBron on. James, you didn't include. all. Was it all of our athletes, or was it just NFL guys that would win? We, could, we could limit it to... Um, to NFL guys, we, okay. I don't. I don't think we would need our baseball players. Although I could see Mike Trout being pretty good at, at soccer. It was for at least a Why couple of years. Why am I getting heat from people internationally about your now, nonsense? Wait, how, how long do they have to train and learn the sport that they have not played for fifteen or twenty years? At least a couple of years. Okay, so they get a couple of years. Yes, to learn the sport. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, this is a very famous position. Uh, you know, I. Matt Money Smith happened to be friends with the uh, the greatest American-born Greek soccer player of all time, Frank Klopas. Dave and, Beckham, and this was a uh, this was a position that he once introduced to me, probably some ten fifteen years ago. He said, "Look, the, we dominate soccer. You want to go like U twelves, U fifteens? We crush the world." He said, mm-hmm. "The problem is these kids turn thirteen, they get to put on a plastic outfit and destroy each other, and they lose the love for soccer." He said, "But up until that point." Oh, we got the best athletes in the world here in the state. So, to some degree, for those that are coming after you, Shaq, and going after Adam Rank, there is there is merit to that argument that our best athletes do not play the beautiful game, while every other country's best athletes do. So, and it would a, at a, least level the playing field. And a big thing too is that our sheer numbers of people that we have in this country gives us an advantage over some over, of the smaller over, over like, China, not over China, uh, maybe even. India. Yeah, or, <laughs> but I understand what you're saying. But like a lot of the European nations, yes, I think we would produce. Well, more. LeBron would be good because he, you know, the headers. I don't know enough about the about. He the, seems uh, too big. Well, too big? Why? He's, he's maybe money. People have asked. I've debated this. Do you think he is LeBron James? You're a basketball expert, NBA uh, expert. Is LeBron the fastest guy in the NBA? Straight ahead speed. If you ran, took them all out there for 40s, would he win? Hell, Derek Rose is ridiculously fast. That's the the one thing about LeBron is it's he's the greatest athlete I've ever seen. I mean, Bo Jackson's mm-hmm. probably the only other one that that comes to mind when it's size, speed, agility. The first time I saw LeBron James when when I in, in person, I was dumbfounded. I mean, mouth agape, just him screaming down the floor with such ferocity and just the, his build. I mean, that's what that's what I think people that just see him on TV they can't comprehend, especially if you're close to the floor and you know from a broadcaster's position and watching him play how remarkable that size speed combination is when he runs the break. I've never seen anything like it that's why whatever sport you want to choose be it uh, a wide receiver and he would not be a tight end he could be a wide receiver in football a you know he's obviously good enough to be a point guard he could be a forward in soccer I I believe he could do anything I mean he is it'd be a close race between he and Derrick Rose but those would be the two guys that I'd like to see go at it 
black tie. We'll get to to your topics here in just a second. But now that we're talking NBA, here we go. I, I, here we I, go. I want to yap a round bit. ball. What about these Lakers? I contend. On one hand, you could convince me that they are legitimate contenders to knock off uh, to knock off the Oklahoma City Twisters this year. <laughs> With um, with the with the big whether they get Dwight Howard now Dwight Howard people want to debate that point first of all Andrew Bynum or Dwight Howard is is Bynum is good now Bynum more polished on the on the blocks on the offensive end but when you're with, with the style that has now been established as winning as the winning formula for Miami and Oklahoma City which it which namely is miss a shot and they're going to push the ball they're they're at the right. 10 second stripe in the blink of an eye and they're constantly running both those teams are going to push the ball throughout the game if the ninth and 10th guy down the floor are always your 4 and 5 which is what it'll be with the Lakers as long as it's Gasol and Bynum you're going to be hamstrung and ultimately ultimately not able to win i feel like what they really need to do is flip Gasol i'm not sure who else Somehow try and turn Gasol into a three who can run the floor and run with that with the the likes of Russell Westbrook, like a Luol Dang or you know something along those lines. They, the the Lakers are tough. Dwight, Dwight Howard eliminates this conversation, you know, yeah, because well, right. he's that, such he's an athlete guy, right. at that position that the lack of athleticism from I mean defensively from Steve Nash and and you know a thirty three year old Kobe Bryant and Pau Gasol just erases all of that because he's so good at erasing mistakes that you know. The, the thing the Lakers needed more than anything was to get the ball out of Kobe's hands. And I was accused of, and have been accused forever, of being a, a Kobe hater because that's always been my position, is you cannot have a guy who thinks every shot is a good shot handle the ball and set up the offense. It just is not a marriage that works and leads to success. And that's that was their undoing against the Thunder. You know, I mean, they had they were up in three of those games in the final two minutes, and that's when Kobe went into... I don't care if I'm triple teamed. This is still a better shot than Pau Gasol wide open four feet from the basket. This shot right here that I'm going to take. But after the game, I'm going to tell you what a boob of a move it was for Pau to make that pass despite my transgressions the previous nine possessions. The fact that Steve Nash now has the ball in his hands and he'll be the one making those decisions. Does that really affect the money? Is Kobe going to let him have the ball? He has to. He has to. If he doesn't, it's a waste of time. And and I don't think. And Steve Nash is comfortable enough. He's got one more regular season MVP than Kobe. He is as popular internationally as Kobe. I mean, perhaps not as popular as Kobe, but he has uh, international stature. Um, in terms of popularity, so I, I think he will. I mean, Kobe would be foolish to to try to do anything else because it'll it'll prevent him, it'll preclude him from winning. I did this thing one day, and you want to talk about really upsetting the masses. You know, I said my position was Kobe doesn't want to win a title. Kobe wants to win a title his way. You know, and and that means with him making the big shots, with him being guaranteed to be the uh, Finals MVP, and just winning will not suffice. I think he now realizes after last year, you know, after going, what what, what has he gone now? Uh, one and eight in the last two second rounds. Uh, he realized it's just not going to happen, that, that he's not going to be able to win it on his own terms. And he is going to need someone like Steve Nash and probably even Dwight Howard to help him get that sixth title. So, because the, the conversation that's more important to Kobe, and, and you tell me, Shaq, Adam, am, am I a hater? I think the conversation that's more important to Kobe is how close can he get to Jordan? And if, in fact, he can get that seventh title, how dare you deny that he was the better player all time 
Wait, but he's got one more championship. Let me jump in on this because I've been known to as a Kobe hater. But here's the thing. Kobe's goal is not to win titles. Kobe's goal has always been to be better than Michael Jordan. Absolutely. Winning titles is just a means to an end. So exactly. Him, That's my point. It's That's all a, about getting those wins. I think, I, well, I think that, uh, that it's a, a much closer conversation than most people want to allow. I think that people it hold, really the, isn't. No. hold Michael Jordan up. I, and, listen, he obviously the best player of all time. But Kobe, the, the idea... What, you roll your eyes at the? Oh, he I know. did roll his eyes. I know. Well, because, because, oh, Magic Johnson. Because Magic Johnson is his Magic's guy. in the conversation. He's number, you know, for me, Magic's number two. Uh, I mean, Jordan, as a two guard, the guy shot over 50% for his career. He was the best defensive player of his era. He took on the toughest assignment, and he was as relentless a competitor. Uh, I'm, this is the. Th- but this, you just descri- described Kobe, and that's the thing not that true. I always thought, I think, those, I think not, all those Not the 50%. Kobe shoots about 40%. I know, well, the 50%. I know, but that but I know that it wasn't that long ago that Michael Jordan hung it up. But nobody playing uh, playing that position shoots that percentage anymore, which is and what's Michael, so remarkable about it. But Michael Jordan, if you held him up against his peers, I don't have the numbers in front of me, of course, so it's reckless speculation like Rich, on Mitch, my part. Rich Mitch, Mitch Richmond, and Ron Harper. I'm and sure all. that number was comparable with uh, with the other. No, it was because you know remember Jordan also had the six boards and six assists, you know, which was very LeBron esque before LeBron came along and started doing eight and sevens, you know, and and kind of putting those. To shame. I mean, he, you know, the steals were there. The this is this is what I always say to people. I mean, think about Michael Jordan in in the NBA playoffs and try to remember a poor performance. And then you think that about, is the difference. And then you think, think about Kobe the in the NBA right. Finals. And I can think of two games against Orlando, mm-hmm. three games against Boston the first time oh. around, and two games this last time around when they won in 2010. Where he wasn't just bad, he was miserable. And granted, it was the defensive strategy that those teams employed, but people they didn't employ that against Michael Jordan when he was leaning on John Paxson and and you know a young Scottie Pippen or Horace Grant. Of course they did, you know. But Jordan still was able to elevate his game to still get what done what he needed to get done. And that that's where the biggest drop off is. Is is there are a number agreed of, and of suspect games when Kobe was the leader of the Lakers. Kobe hasn't done it recently but the thing that i always thought that will make it impossible for anyone to ever match michael jordan's career is hitting big shots in big moments you know hitting those buzzer beaters kobe for a while there was really doing that he was really as clutch a guy as you could possibly have which is the thing that to me made him in the conversation at least with uh with jordan and and by the way kobe is a creepy seems to me to be a creepy sort of human being has a weird chip on his shoulder i think at a very young age Getting charged with the stuff he was charged with and everything else, probably you know the Shaq stuff. He's an interesting dude. All that stuff makes for a complicated ego. But as we look back on it now, Michael Jordan yes. also right. also sort of an he you was know, competitive to the point of uh, of being a jerk. Michael was at the very end of the protective media cycle. Mm-hmm. That uh, essentially, when he walked away the second time. Um, that's kind of when it ended, you know, and, and that was it. Your dirty laundry was now for public consumption, and, and Michael managed to play uh, in, in really the era where that period had not yet begun. It was just in its infancy, you know, and the speculation about gambling debts and why did he really walk away? Did Stern force him out of the game? You know, those were whispers, but anybody that, mm-hmm. that uh, you know, that, that furthered those whispers was really shunned and looked at how dare you how dare you suggest that he walked away for anything other than grief you know over the death of his father and then you know and, and now that like you said we look back on it 
there's certainly some some interesting storylines that were uh, that All were right. overlooked. Well, listen, a moot point though ultimately because the Miami uh, the Miami Heat's there. I mean, listen, Rashard Lewis now and. And uh, and uh, Ray, Ray Allen. Allen. I mean, you know, obviously, if you saw you saw the finals, if LeBron continues to, to be aggressive and trying to get the ball to the rim like that, and then kicking the ball out, there, no, but nobody's going to touch them. It's the Bulls all over again. I what? mean, LeBron's so much better, so much better than everybody else. And I love Kevin Durant, and he is clearly the second best player in the league. Or Dwight Howard, if he's healthy, those two guys. But LeBron's just way ahead of him. You know, Michael had Charles Barkley and I guess Carl Malone or, or whoever else you want to put in that. But Michael was so far ahead of them. And that's the sense I get with LeBron now is as good as Kevin Durant is. And he's great. I mean, I, I absolutely love his game, but he's, I mean, LeBron's just, he's impossible. He, and, and, and Kevin Durant is certainly in that category. He's six foot 10. You cannot block his jump shot. He's got a beautiful stroke. Um, but there's just, how do you stop LeBron? You can't, you absolutely can't, you can't do a damn thing about him. All right, listen, we'll kibitz more about the NBA when uh, the season draws nigh. Now, let's get to the blacklist. Tee it up for us there, Black Tie, won't you? The blacklist. Black Tie reads current events. The blacklist. Damn it, check and wake if they're coming. The blacklist. The blacklist. Baseball moves, been a lot of them. Each I just want to know, hashtag Shane talk Victorino, about it. Yeah, that too. Ryan Dempster to the Dodgers. What's the question? Who's uh, Hashtag who, talk who about it. comes out looking the best you, you out want, of this? You want to know a great thing about about, about Shane Victorino? If you've ever traveled to the island of Maui in I, Hawaii, I have, yes. they have a, a local sports radio station, and they do one local show a day. It's this old guy. I can't remember his name. I feel terrible. Who's been doing it for like 10 years. Is and, he the guy that shows up at the Super Bowl looking like Terry Bradshaw? <laughs> with the long white ponytail? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. That guy's a weird that man. Guy? It could be. I mean, he's been doing this forever, and over the course of his radio show, if you ever listen to it, you will get two things. Hawaii Rainbow Football. No matter, I mean, you know, you're there in the middle of June. Let's talk a little Rainbow Football now, okay? Let's take a look at what we could be having. They're just the Warriors now. And you'll get, I love the Rainbow Warriors. I still got to call them the Rainbow Warriors. And then you'll get your Victorino update. Okay, let's take a look at what Shane did yesterday. <laughs> Is that right? He was uh, he was a one for five, and it looks like the eighty got scored a run. So so our proud native son Shane Victorino, uh, he contributed. I remember watching Shane every day. You'll get the same stories. He was a little league. He played for the Pirates. I remember, and I knew then Shane was going. It's it's phenomenal to listen to that show. <laughs> it drives the wife crazy. She's like, we're on vacation, and you're listening. To damn, what, what is this guy talking about? I was like, I just want to hear him talk about Victorino. That's it. Um, who comes out the best? I mean, obviously, the Halos look pretty good with that rotation. I, the whether or not they can catch the Rangers once you get to the postseason. The 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 problem with with well, the, big, the I mean, I well, love the, big, the one thing that's good about the MLB. I don't. I've gone on and on. I'm not going to do it again uh, right now. I don't like adding more playoff teams in baseball. The nature of the sport should be, you know, as I've said, ideally it would just be two pennant winners playing a best of nine series. But what is good is the two wild cards will play a one game playoff. Mm -hmm. So then you'll burn a pitcher. Now, if you're the halos, let's say that they wind up with that worst case, 
they're going to get the run out. Uh, you know, though I, I don't know what choice they would make there, but they Probably could put Weaver out. Jared there. Weaver, they go yeah. Weaver there, and then you have Granky to start the next series. C.J. Wilson, and then you can get Jared Weaver then right Weaver. back in there. That exactly. that's the thing about the Angels getting Granky. That that is the difference because, like you said, that's the key. You know, that right. second wild card, your ace is going to the mound to pitch that one game, and then what do you do? The Angels are the only team, save the Phillies, who of course are now out of it, mm-hmm. that can afford to participate in that wild card, that one game, and still be relevant in their next series. No other team can do it. I mean, I guess you could argue the the Giants might be able to, but yeah. you can't just you just can't trust Barry Zito. I mean, even though he's having a great year, the idea that you pitch Kane and then you go to Zito, I mean, who knows if Linsa comes right. I know he's pitched better as of late. I mean, that really is the one team. That's what was so brilliant about that Granky move. Uh, that, that could be able to withstand that. That was always one of the problems with the Angels uh, that they had post-2002 and then they went on the, the run of winning divisions is that they always put out four or, four or five number two starters that was built for a long season to win a division because that's the kind of thing. But when you came to the playoffs and if you were facing CeCe Sabathia or Kurt Schilling or somebody like that, you didn't really have the ace who could match up with him. Lackey was admirable in his time of trying to do that, but just couldn't do it. And now, like you said, they've got three legitimate number ones with Weaver, well, CJ Wilson. Hare and he's Hare. no slouch. He's no slouch either, but he's been having problems he's with hurt. his back. But yeah, so and he'll be gone. Up. You know, and that's what'll happen. Heron will be gone after this year. And uh, Granky will stick around. And, you know, uh, talking to people, they say Granky of all those guys, he's got the best stuff. I mean, just mm-hmm. in terms of – and I love that, by the way, for pitchers. How's his stuff? Tell me about his stuff. Well, you know? Now has, NBA what kind, is what kind now, of stuff does he NBA have? NBA is trying to steal that uh, term. Like, they're running their stuff. You, yeah. know, you know, Steve Nash yeah. will get him into their stuff. Exactly. No, 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 no. Stuff belongs to a baseball <laughs> pitcher. How's his stuff? Oh, he's got the best stuff of anyone on that staff. Now, look, Same. you may not have the mental game that Jared Weaver does, but his stuff – off the charts. That's I like Santana. That. His stuff. He has the ability to throw a perfect game every time he goes out in the mound, but now they're like, you know what? Just go out there and get 15 hey, outs. how about this, Santana? Get rid of the rabbinical beard, all right? I You've been in the bad. States long I'll, enough I'll to know that's what. not a look here. I empathize with poor Irvin Santana because he suffers from the same syndrome as I, which is the John Travolta syndrome. Ted Kennedy had it. The first 15 you get just goes right into our heads, you know, like big <laughs> puffy heads. And I was watching Irvin Santana pitch against the uh, Rangers. You got the big um, head? Yeah, he's got the big puffy yeah, head. Yeah, the big face. All right, let's, uh, let's move on there. Black. Ask us a football question, why don't you? We haven't wait, wait, even mentioned on, NFL football. Hold on, hold on. We're going to London next. And with London, oh. quick shout out to Handsome Hank. He's over there right oh, now. Yeah, but man. let's talk Olympics. Opening ceremonies, okay. swimming, lock teams. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get in in, uh, in the way of what you wanted to do with your show. Why did they have an American soccer player driving the torch up in the Olympic opening ceremony? Let's see what you did there? Yeah. Look at you see, taking yeah. a shot. Just, a, just a, David Beckham. a shot at anyway, Dax, who should so be on the, the England team, by the way. That's a great try. Yeah, so yeah that is too bad. It's whatever. actually great It's a meaningless no, award. The, 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 the World Cup is all the – well, not the only right. thing, but the Europe. But they, just the idea they use – the Olympic medal? You don't put uh, – Olympics, you don't put David they Beckham, Beckham in London? all of their uh, presentations. I mean, that guy basically used his tight underwear and pectorals to help secure the Olympics. And then when it's time to put him on the U.K. team, I don't want to exclude Wales – Scotland or Northern Ireland here. Thank you. Uh, they say, eh, we don't need you anymore. What? Yeah. That oh, is pretty what? bad. Up. All right, so there's that, and uh, there's also the tape delay with NBC. But what's been your hashtag favorite Olympic storyline so far? Hashtag. Um, I don't, you know, this tape delay jazz is playing tricks with my brain, but it, it's apparently 
irrelevant to the people that watch the Olympics. Namely, it's a, I mean, I, I, I think it must be an inordinately large female audience. I mean, the the idea that you're watching sports is, is moot. People who watch the Olympics don't watch NFL football and baseball and NBA basketball. You don't get sucked in? Like, you won't get sucked into, like, I got sucked into women's rowing. I watch women's weightlifting for I love 20 it minutes. All. I, 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 I can't help it. I, and I become, an, like that's what we talked about last week, I become an expert like everybody does on all these things, <laughs> these sports, you know, oh, the, team the, the, handball. The Kazakhs have great weightlifters, especially <laughs> yes. the women. They're, 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 they cannot be beat. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Lochte, I'm so disappointed in what he did in the 200. <laughs> I, oh, I don't know anything about swimming. Right. That's right. But what's the deal with uh, Misty May and uh, Kerry? How are they still dominating? They've dominated for like 20 years. Like you see Michael Phelps fall off. Somebody finally approached them, somebody younger, faster, stronger. There's no there's no two women in playing beach volleyball who can surpass these things. No. That's a great world. call. That's a great call. Because no, that's I the, mean you gotta have athleticism to play beach yeah. volleyball. Yes, but in but outside of the US of A, there are I've counted them up. There are a grand total of seven women who play beach volleyball <laughs> worldwide. I mean there's a who, who what's the competition there? I mean, don't, I, I, I mean Aussies, you would think they've got oh, beaches, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean yeah, you got yeah, the Aussies yeah. there. You got yeah. um Yeah, so there's that. Yeah. <laughs> any any <laughs> Brazil? I don't know. I mean Team Mexico? Of, I mean Brazil, come on. They play soccer and that's it. All right, Black Tie, what else? Yeah, I actually hate the NBC tape delay. As a matter of fact, I'm wrapping this podcast up pretty quickly so I can catch the Phelps race in about 20 minutes live. He loses. Oh, how about this? You know what that was right there? That was uh, that was techno. I'm a technology snob, and I've got the uh, whatever it's called, the the tray yard live extra. That uh, I've I've got my URL address is London based, so I can watch the BBC feed. You uh, oh, you idiots. I are watching on tape delay. It is a right. fascinating uh, process, though, the way we, we treat these people that achieve some level of celebrity. <laughs> Michael Phelps is the hero of heroes four years ago, and everybody is outraged by him so far. Maybe by the time you listen to this podcast, he'll have won a gold medal, and every, everybody will forgive him. Well, but Lockheed, everybody's Lockheed angry real, with him now. He's, you know he's what? been a real disappointment. It's, you know? uh, it's also, I don't know if you noticed this last night, it really chapped my ass. Um you know, it's one thing for NBC to block our internet feeds so we can't watch the BBC, to limit our time online to watch these things live and just bombard us with one commercial after another every 30 seconds. But then, um, you know, so I avoid it, and I do a damn sports talk radio show from 3 to 7 p.m. Pacific time. I'm supposed to be talking about this stuff. I avoid it because I want to watch some of this stuff live tonight. And right before that big swim, uh, that race... Oh. They run a promo for the Today Show saying we're gonna <laughs> have we're gonna have winner whatever her name is uh, on the show tomorrow. I'm like, whoa! That race doesn't start for 15 minutes. How dare you, NBC? I avoid it all day. <laughs> I'm not looking at Twitter feeds. I'm not looking at the uh, the the websites, and they screw me with their own freaking promo for the Today Show. Watching a tape delay on NBC. That would uh, be like some network like spoiling Dexter. Right. Like, hey, tomorrow we're going to show so-and-so after so-and-so. John like, Lithgow, how did Dexter kill him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brutal. All right. So now we have real football talk. Madden NFL 13 rankings came uh, out yesterday. I know Dave loves this. It's all about the Madden rankings at this time of the year. Why does? It, why is Dave so – Is it all about the Madden rankings? It's not about uh, Missy Franklin in the Olympics. No, it's, it's all about the, the Madden rankings. quarterback rankings, all right? A-Rod, Drew Brees, Tom Brady is the top three. And then you have uh, Eli, number four. Big Ben, number five. Peyton Manning, number six. What do you guys think? 
I don't think about it. Sounds about least. right. I couldn't care less. What does that? What? How could what you, ga- why would I care that the video game? How they gauge? How they rank yeah, these Michelle, quarterbacks? You said on the like show I, how you're you know you're not into pop culture and how you need to get back into. I it. didn't say I'm. I I well I did go and see Batman though. I did go. And how see was Batman. it? I've heard Batman. bad things. I'll tell you. I, I it's I liked it. There, there were su- there there were certain stretches of the picture that I really no liked. It was admirable. Right. In Still, the, wait, it, wait, it's wait. La- in the largesse, but there are some some significant weird, uh, some, some really dumb uh, plot points. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Black tie. Did you just say don't spoil it? Yes, you've I've, seen it. I've seen it, but people listening I am to the podcast late. need nope. to know. Nope, too no, late. See, that's interesting. I, need to know. Too late. Here, here's here's what I'll rank the. Uh, I used to be the same way. I used to be the same way until I had children. And then I realized I desperately want to see Batman. I have been fighting and clawing to get to the theater to see Batman. But I I just can't get, you know, that's fine. Call me a weenie if you'd like. I cannot get the free pass for four and a half hours because damn Nolan decided to make the movie three and a half hours long to go see it. So I've been that jerk. Hey, man, don't spoil it for me. And the people roll their eyes, really? It's been a month. And I understand your position. It has been out long enough for me to not have to uh, ask you not to spoil it for me and you to be able to have your Batman conversation. But it sucks, man. It really sucks being on this side of the fence when I got to pull the spoiler uh, alert. For two years now, for three years, I guess, I think I've seen two movies in the movie theater, and Batman is one of them. I did just uh, sneak off and go and catch that one. Um, I did like Bane, though. Underrated. P- mm-hmm. I mean, of course, the standard Bane set by, awesome. by uh, Heath Ledger as the Joker. But Bane was pretty cool. Much it better awesome. than it seems like people are giving him credit he has, for. He has great lines of dialogue if you actually hear what he's saying. But he, has, <laughs> he had some good moments. Um, all right. Uh, so quickly. Does I Batman w- still sound like this? Let her go. I uh, that has been Damn my beef. That has been my beef. The Christian Bale, I mean, is this serious actor who who's very pretentious about playing a superhero character and everything else and about the craft of acting. He's one of those guys who talks a lot about uh, about uh, taking chances as an actor yeah. and you know being brave and courageous as an actor. Like settle down there, uh, Bale. Bane, I'm not taking it. But that's the choice he decides. Yeah. Don't you dare do that to my Gotham. That's, you know, like... like right. What, what, what the hell? He did tone it down. He clearly... Good. The he, first movie was ridiculous. It was it was awful. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to talk about the best Redskins jerseys, but I also have to mention this, though. I I, I must do it, Black Tie. Settle down on we have We literally have, like, five minutes here. All right. Literally. Listen, yes. here's, why, here's why we do the show. Let me tell you why, Black Tie. Because I want to, you know, as I always say, I like to try and make the world a better place. I try to shine a spotlight on the issues that deserve some attention. And I like to talk about movie um, redundancies for certain actors. The To me, Kevin Spacey mm-hmm. was in uh, twice now. What? Matt Money Smith. I, you know about this. Matt Money Smith doesn't know about this. Kevin Spacey depicted not once but twice in seven and usual suspects the subject of a police sketch artist. Keanu Reeves, of course, Johnny Utah, Shane Falco, in, uh, former Ohio State sure. quarterbacks, twice. These redundancies, well, people drop me a line, and I appreciate it. This one, Logan, Logan Keepus writes, William Daniels played John Adams. William Daniels, who was on uh, St. Elsewhere. Among, he, William Daniels played John Adams in 1776. Then he played... John Quincy Adams in A Woman for the Ages. Then in Boy Meets World, he played Mr. Feeney, a teacher at 
John Adams High School. How about that? Wow. That's the greatest one ever. That is fantastic. Michael Brinkman also drops me a line. Nicolas Cage found out who really killed Kennedy in both The Rock and National Treasure 2. This is oh, why we do wow. the show. This is why we do it, Black Tie. Good stuff. Good stuff. That's excellent. Money, we talked last week and uh, got great feedback um, from everybody on this. Um, I contended that Harrison Ford has the greatest movie streak in history for one actor. Starting in 1980, Empire, ending with Witness. Can you think of anybody? Well, that I tried. You know, we had this discussion on the set of Fantasy Live when we were shooting some videos, and I tried. I mean, I threw out Al Pacino, which I thought was uh, was was a worthy adversary. But you know, we start talking Godfather and Serpico, and it's obviously you can go all the way up to Scent of a Woman, but it just doesn't compare. I mean, mm. it really does not. And the key there is that there were so few hiccups for Harrison Ford. You know, Witness is arguably his most underrated movie, but you go through all the Jack Ryan films, the Tom Clancy novels. Mm-hmm. Obviously, when you've got three Raiders, he did do the Crystal Skull, though. I mean, that that yeah. actually did, but, but that's way later. I mean, Regarding if you cap Henry, it, if you I've cap said it, it before, I think the props guy made a mistake and put a real gun in there, and he took a bullet to the head, and he so, was yeah, never the and same that was that. But that. Like I John think, Eric Hexum. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the three Raiders, the three Star Wars, the Jack Ryans, it's it's not even close. All right, did we'll continue see, wait, this conversation. Did, did you see what Thunderlips had, though? Thunderlips, no. uh, he tweeted, I thought he tweeted both of us, Billy Punch. Zapka. Billy Zapka goes. Lay it on me. Karate Kid. Mm-hmm. Just one of the guys. Okay. European vacation. Eh. Back to school. Yeah. All right. Karate Kid Part 2. That's pretty good. He's in Kid 2? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right at the beginning. Right, right, right. Well, Mike Martin, uh, Irish fan, says says that uh, Matt Damon, Goodwill Hunting, um, Private Ryan, Rounders, Dogma, no, not Dogma, then, Dogma. Then, then the Born Identity. Yeah, but, but Matt Ryan, wonderful. I mean Matt Ryan, Matt Damon. Uh, I don't know if you'd say Matt Damon was the star of Dogma. You know, like of all the, so of, we could the, let the, him the, off the, the hook almost. The performances that you walk away with. You know, I walk away from the Star Wars films, and Han, Han Solo is is what you take. You yes. know, I don't know if I walk away from Dogma. That's a great point. Yeah, and say, yeah, how about that, Matt Damon? Because it's it's uh, Jason um, kid who Muse or something. Yeah, 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 exactly. He's, he's the star. He's hilarious. Yeah, he's great. All right, Black Tie's losing his mind back there, <laughs> so I guess we'll wrap it up. We'll get back to this. And also, I asked you, and you responded on Twitter for uh, I said water polo is a, a, an intriguing game at least, and it needs a new name. Water polo is a horrible name for it. A lot of great suggestions like aqua soccer, aqua soccer, and so on and so forth. But we'll get to those in a future uh, a future episode because I don't want to upset Black Tie any further. However, we do uh, we do honor the episode number by naming the player who wore that number best, not just in football, but in sports history, although I don't know who would have worn 81 in any other sport besides football. T.O., is that the correct answer here? What about uh, Dick Night Train Lane? 81? Yeah, as a defensive back. Yeah, T.O., as I've said before, I'll say it again now, as hard as it is to believe, you go Jerry Rice, in the modern era at least, your conversation comes down to who the second best wide receiver in NFL history is. It comes down to Randy Moss and uh, Terrell Owens, which is interesting. Uh, what about it, Michael Irvin? Michael Irvin's interesting to throw in there, but it's probably T.O. and Randy Moss, and which means that the three greatest wide receivers of the last 50 years are were, were all San Francisco 49ers at one point. Uh, just because I can't let this go, I think I may have found one. I think I may have found one. Shoot. Class, 
16 Candles, The Sure Thing, Better Off Dead, One Crazy Summer, Stand By Me, Eight Men Out, Say Anything, The Grifters. How about that run for John Cusack? Pretty nice. Pretty nice. Oh, Stand by me. I don't remember him. In he Stan was the big he's... brother. Remember, he was the big brother. Wow. Oh, no, no, no. No, I think, was he, he no, remember he was, um, what's his name's brother that oh, kills himself? Oh, right, right, right. Uh, he was, uh, what's, what's the dorky kid's name that comes out of Stand By Me? That I, was the star of the film. He was his big go brother. Through, wait, go through that list again, because I, I thought I looked up Cusack, but. Class. Okay. 16 Candles. Uh, oh, yes. The Sure Thing, which I believe is his finest film. Wonderful. wonderful Better Off picture. Dead, oh, One Crazy Summer, great. Stand By Me, uh, I, I Eight Men Out, Say Anything, The Grifters. Pretty I actually, strong. Pretty I just strong. missed that because I thought Dave would hate The Sure Thing. Oh, love The Spectacular. Sure Thing. Spectacular. Oh, are you kidding okay. me? Love that picture. Love Rip it. your heart out just for pleasure. All right, so we're giving it to... Tim Brown. Tim Brown. Who else do you have there? Art Monk. No. Dick Knight Train Lane or T.O.? Tim Brown. I don't want it. I, 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 just uh, on principle, I don't want it to be T.O., so let's go uh, Night, Night Train, Train Lane. Lane. Yeah, let's Done. do that one. All right, listen. Uh, too short a time here. We didn't even get to talk sandwiches with Matt Money Smith, oh, and I know you wanted I to. I love sandwiches. You know what's really? I'm not going to get into forever. a black tie. I'm not getting crazy. Settle down. I just want to. We'll do an episode specifically about sandwiches. Let me just leave you with this because uh, we're all in L.A., I don't know if this is across the the land, but certainly around here, something that's really been happening, and, and LA's the better for it. A lot of small, spicy sandwiches from different ethnicities cropping up all over the place. Yeah. And, bon and, me. and and boy, I'm, I'm wild for it. Yeah, hey. that's right. Bon me, bow, all these things. You know, mm-hmm. we had the cupcake craze take over the city about uh, about I, four years ago. Not interested. And that's the one good thing about LA is if something gets traction. It will multiply 30-fold by the time the trend dies out. So if you do get a good one, like many sandwiches, popping up everywhere. Popping up everywhere. Spicy on my lip. Oh, I'm wild for it. All right, listen. We'll be back later in the week, like I say, with episode number 82. We'll be yapping with Marcus Allen, getting ready for the Hall of Fame. In the meantime, Matt Money Smith, uh, check him out, of course, on NFL Fantasy Live and on Fox Sports Radio all over the land, right? I mean, That's how right. many markets? Like 250. 250, wow. Something like that. Petros and Money Show, uh, be on the lookout for that. At Adam Rank is how you track him down. Thanks, Black Tie, for uh, for ruining our fun and uh, throwing yeah, a wet a blanket on everything, Black. Well, we, at least we we uh, badmouth Kobe for No, it's later. all good. I mean, it's cool when it's actually We got to wrap it up. We got to wrap it up. We got to wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. All right. Uh, we'll be back with uh, more hooey and applesauce later on. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. 
And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com.